Happy Mother Loving Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Uncorked Poetry Podcast. First things first, Happy New Year. Second things, we have a our very first guest of the new year. Everyone, please welcome John Hanwright. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you. Thank you so much for, for having me and for I'm I'm very honored that I'm the first guest of 2022. It's it's amazing. I've been a very big fan of of the podcast for for really since the beginning. So, oh, yeah. thank you so much. And we're just happy to have you, man. Um, yeah. Fuck yes. It's been so long since I've been able to like curse in public. This is <laughs> fucking phenomenal. It's been a while. So, <laughs> well. I love cursing, so we're we're kindred spirits. <laughs> yes. How is your day, John? How is your Friday going so far? It's it's going well. I you know I've been uh, I've been preparing, um, and you know, yeah, yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, John is a writer, a student, an actor, and an activist. So my first question to you is: When did you know that you were a poet? When did that happen to you? Wow. Or like, when did you figure that out? Huh. Uh, nobody's ever asked me that question. And I'm used to you asking people very, you know, unexpected questions. So I, <laughs> I should have been prepared for this one. But um, when did I know that I was a poet? Well, I think I can answer that by way of saying that I knew that I was a writer when, um, you know, I was always writing, you know, as a kid, I was always writing, you know, little short stories and coming up with, you know, very fantastical, you know, uh, uh, creations in my head. And, um, you know, I was always that, that ham as a kid. Um, and, um, and a number of people in my family and teachers, you know, said, you should really, you know, like write this stuff down and like, you know, really um, expand on it and, and, you know, learn how to, you know, write as a craft. Nice. Um, and that, you know, that, that kind of planted the, the earworm mm -hmm. uh, or, or, you know, the, the bug in my ear. Um, and then, you know, it, you know, I, I was in school and, you know, I was doing various creative projects. I was doing theater. I was making short films with friends. Um, but eventually, you know, basically when I got into college um, was really when I said, okay, either I'm, you know, going to like just pursue a general liberal arts degree and, you know, call it that. Um, or I'm going to actually focus my energies toward, you know, writing as a, as a career. Um, and that was hugely daunting, <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> because, you know, there is, there is no end to the amount of, you know, uh, uh, tropes of, you know, the starving artist and starving writer. Um, and that shit, you know, gets to you, uh, mm -hmm. and, and to the point where, you know, I was like, well, if I do writing, you know, maybe I'll get into marketing and like, you know, die early <laughs> doing that shit. Marketing works, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
I have really, you know, come around to, you know, the the prospect of, you know, writing professionally and 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 you know being successful at it. And um, I, I'm also interested in teaching. Um, nice. Um, so you know, poetry was kind of like a, a natural um, uh, progression from that. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and so you know, poetry has been hugely cathartic for me. It was it was my lifeline, really, when I was yeah. struggling with mental illness and, and you know, I'm still struggling with mental illness. Um, but, you know, I was very deeply depressed uh, at one point. And, you know, that was, poetry was almost like my way of writing a very extended suicide note. Um, and I know that's like hugely dark, um, but Sorry, we do dark here. Yeah. Right. Keep going. yeah. That, that was, that was kind of my, um, my initial reason for, for writing poetry was, you know, well, I can, at least in this form of writing, I can get my feelings out, expel all this venom and toxic, you know, energy inside me. And if I do die from this illness, um, I can, you know, have something where people can, you know, look at it and, and say that that's probably why. <laughs> Is poetry the thing that brought you back from like the, I don't know, from the, the edges, from the, from the cliff? Like is poetry the thing that, that helped you stay focused and alive? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, it's been, a way for me to express, you know, I sometimes have trouble expressing how I feel. And, and that's actually uh, uh, what my first poem is about. I, I have, sometimes I have problem expressing how I feel for people, um, mm -hmm. you know, whether I'm in love with them, you know, romantically, or just as a friend, um, you know, and, and I say that poetry is kind of like my love uh -oh. language in, in that way. Oh, what, what's wrong? Oh, there what's we wrong? go. Okay, that that was weird. Uh, what happened? Uh, probably the storm, most likely. Ah. Did did um, you did you lose me for a minute there? I did lose you for a minute ah. there. Um, you were talking about coming back and what poetry has done for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so I sometimes have trouble expressing how I feel for people, whether it's romantic or, you know, just as friends. Um, and so in that way, I kind of say that like poetry is kind of like my love language. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of what my first poem is about. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, since you introduced it, can we hop into your first poem? Absolutely. Great. Looking forward to it. Yes. And, and I should also uh, say that um, this poem, I, at least in the current draft of my uh, poetry chapbook, uh, will, be, will be included in it, so. Great. <clears throat> it's called Three Goddamn Words. <laughs> if I try to express the way that I feel when we're together, the words fail. 
Isn't it ironic? The poet who stumbles, mumbles, and crumbles before words. If I were an artist, I, I think I'd most relate to Pollock. Except instead of paint, lines would dribble across the paper in a garbled mess of carefully crafted words. Of all the rhymes in the world, none are enough for me to truly say those three words, so few in number, yet so deeply felt. Damn, that was dope. So I really like the title, Three Goddamn Words. Yeah. Yes, I think we've all felt, had that feeling. It's just like, I just trying to say that I care about you deeply, damn it. Yep, yep. Like, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely about the struggle to um, express, you know, just how you feel mm -hmm. for someone. You know, it, it's right on the tip of your tongue, and you know, you but you just can't quite qualify just it. Right you there, put it into words. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I really like the the stutter part. I thought that yeah. was cool. Um, that was really fun for you to play with. Um, the garbled mess. I really like that garbled mess was like really slow and intentional. Yes. Like that was, that was really cool. And um, carefully crafted words. I feel like you took such care of that line. Like I really enjoyed like carefully crafted word. Like, yeah, I, well, I thought and, that was and that's and that's kind of you know the so Pollock um, was was an artist who was very expressionist and you know he's very famous for basically uh, his his what what are called in in a lot of uh, 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 critic circles art critic circles as is like splatter paintings basically. Um, that's rude. That's rude. It's, it's very rude. It's very yeah. rude. And, and, and it's, and it's especially rude because he, you know, if you look at recordings of him actually working, mm -hmm. he, you see how deliberate and how methodical he is about, you know, how he spreads those thin lines of paint and how he, you know, whips his, his brush, uh, at, at the canvas. Um, and so I wanted to, you know, kind of uh, express how I was feeling um, by by way of Pollock, basically, because, you know, it, it's, you, you, you get to a point sometimes when you're very guarded, guarded mm -hmm. about how you, how you feel for people. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to, you know, make sure that when you express how you feel, that it comes out just right. And, you know, you're very careful with your language. Um, 
what do you think is like one of, not just one of, what do you think are some of the things that like hold you back from saying those three words? Like, what do you think slows you down from like just blurting out, I love you to someone? Yeah. Um, well, fear of rejection is mm -hmm. huge um, because I've been in many situations, uh, you know, where I've expressed how I've felt for another person mm -hmm. and they've not reciprocated. Um, and that's why the working title of, of my chapbook is Unrequited because they're all poems about how, um, you know, feelings, whether it's of a romantic nature or, or otherwise can be unrequited and, and how you, how you deal with that when it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a huge, huge part of it for me is, is, is the, uh, the fear that you're going to get burned again. If, if yeah. you're, if you're honest. Yeah. I used to have a really hard time, um, you know, learning how to put my own, um, how to put my, not just putting myself first, but, um, allowing myself to love myself unconditionally, you know, regardless yes. of if other people, you know, don't, don't share that feeling. How right. do you think, um, how has that journey been for you? Cause it's been a son of a bitch for me, but mm -hmm. <laughs> how has it been for you? Just learning how to, um, find that the love within and allowing that to push you forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a challenge and it still is a challenge to, to be honest with you. Um, I, I like myself now. Um, and that's, and that's a huge, that's a huge like step from where I was even like three or four years ago where I was very like self indifferent um and and Ooh, really something like, different yeah yeah and and really just felt um like you know i i didn't hate myself anymore I, I i did for a very long time and i was very repressed especially about my sexuality um but i moved past that and i moved to a point where you know i wasn't in love with myself but I wasn't, I didn't hate myself either. I was just very neutral to my existence, really. Um, and so I've, I've moved kind of to a point where I'm not quite at, at the point where I love myself, but I, I, I do, um, I do like myself at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, since you brought up coming out, um, mm -hmm. How, how was that process for you? Um, if you're comfortable talking about it. Yeah, um, it was, it was hard. Um, you know, of course, um, you know, every coming out experience is different for any queer person. Um, but mine, you know, I went from basically completely denying my, my sexual orientation um, to realizing that like, okay, this is, this is real. Um, this is, you know, something that I'm going to have to deal with, but I can put it off and I don't have to, you know, tell anyone about it. I don't have to, you know, um, 
broadcast it um, in, in any way um, to basically falling in love with with someone for the first time and and having that reciprocated also for the first time yeah um, and then you know I won't get into the the circumstances of it but uh, being out it um, oh yeah. That's yeah. rude. Not, not, don't, not don't fucking do that. Yeah, not to my friends, mind you, but but to my parents specifically. Um, yeah, and that and that that actually hurt more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to to be perfectly uh, word like you yeah. don't just don't go around outing people. Mind your business. Yeah, yeah. mind your business. Yeah, and and you know because like you can you can get new friends, right? You know if you if friends don't accept you, fuck them. Like, you know, life's too short. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you know, at least at least from my perspective growing up, you know, you, you can't really just disown or, or you know, completely uh, uh, forget your, your, your family or, or your, your parents um, yeah. in particular. And, and, and when you do, you know, it's, it, it's very traumatizing. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't want to be, you know, the the person who um, had to basically leave their house and disconnect from their their parents. Uh, I just really, <laughs> I would rather die uh, to to be honest with you. Um, and so that prospect of you know basically being faced with my parents potentially not accepting me was mortifying yeah 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 wow um are things a little better oh yeah oh yeah leaves oh, okay good oh yeah oh yeah no because <laughs> you, you you yeah i wouldn't be smiling right now or really even probably alive to be to be completely honest with you if if, if my if my relationship with my parents didn't improve at all um mm-hmm. And, and if I was, you know, in a position where I would need to basically disconnect from them, um, yes. no, my 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 parents are, are are much more accepting than they were initially, and uh, very supportive. Um, so yes, it, it's yeah. Um, yeah, it's much better. That's that's great to hear. That's yes. great to hear. Listen, just on all the people who aren't who are adverse to uh, gay life, LGBTQIA, mind your business. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just mind your business. Keep it moving. Like, we're yeah. not looking for your approval. Uh, most of the time, we just want to be left fuck alone. Mm-hmm. So let's let's all do that, all right? Yes. Don't worry about what people do in their personal business unless they're part of your personal life. And even then, mind your business. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thinking of that, can we go into your next poem and then I have a question for you? Sure, sure. Um, this is a complete divergence from what we've been talking about. Okay. I mean, not, not completely, but but uh, <clears throat> it has more to do with my uh, my my politics, uh, which have changed considerably since since my since my youth um, uh, or or my early youth, I should say. Um, uh, and I wrote this one um, on May Day, 
actually, which um, is also known as International Workers Day. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's for all of my fellow travelers. Um, <clears throat> it's called Red Heart. <clears throat> Why? Why do you with a downturn grin sit sad and sedentary? Comrades, we have a world to win. You were born a revolutionary. Our lives are knit up with each other like a warm scarf to keep out cold. We can't afford not to think of a mother whose child is taken from her before the newborn is three years old. Current material conditions sustain this nation whose answer to health care is sacrifice and ration. We say, no, we refuse to maintain any system that opposes our liberation. The president and his cronies too have sent us up a creek without a paddle or hell, even the damn canoe. What answers the opposition? Hear them speak. We just don't have the money for the demands you seek. If money overrides a livable planet, if money means comfort for few and poverty for many, if money is an idol carved into granite, if money makes lives into dollars and pennies, if money traffics in terrorist attacks, if money leads us to societal inanity, if money prevents a billionaire's tax, if money upholds modern day slavery, how could we live with such blood on our hands? Why would we ever consent to such bloodless demands? Let the state go bankrupt. See if we care. At least it would prevent corporate welfare. If money can ordain ill-gotten gain, it can also be used for our pleasure instead of our pain. So join the international proletariat. We always have room in the union. Our authority comes neither from law nor fiat, but from the just power of labor working in unison. Freedom means nothing while some are oppressed. Do you feel the urge to do your part? Do you feel the blood stirring inside your chest? Comrade, that's the beating of your red, red heart. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so red heart, I like that. You started with downturn grin. Yes. I thought that was fun. I thought yeah. that was really fun. I, I was thinking, you know, what, what is a frown? 
but an unturned uh, downturn grin. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and, it's like, it's like the, it's like the theater, you know, it's the comedy and tragedy faces. Yeah. It was like fun imagery. Like, yes. Downturn grin. Yeah. Um, comrade, listen, um, I would like to start calling everyone comrade. Um, let's do that. Yes. I like that shit. <laughs> comrade. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it so it's, much. Yes. Um, Healthcare sacrifice and ration. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up creek without a paddle. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty bad. That's, yeah. that's pretty and, fucking and bad. And not even without a paddle, but we're literally drowning in in the river. We that's don't it. even have a boat. <laughs> not even a canoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would never get in a canoe. <laughs> not Honestly, ever. neither would I. Not ever. Um, I really like the line comfort for few, poverty for many. Like if money is comfort for few, poverty for mm -hmm. many. I thought that was like a um, not. I mean, it's not fun because poverty is not fun, right? <laughs> but um, just that that visualization, you know, I thought that was fun. Yes, I really like the if monies that you went through. I thought that was really great, and I really like that you ended with how can we live with such blood on our hands. You got to that line. I was just like, blood on our hands. Money. <gasps> Money is blood on our hands. So the religion, the international proletarians, what yeah. is that? So <clears throat> the proletariat is basically the workers of the world, basically. It's, it's, it's a... It's a French word, um, and it, but it basically boils down to you know, workers of the world unite, um, gotcha. and and you know it's 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 been it's been a banner and a and a and a call for socialists and people on the left since time immemorial. Um, so, dope. I thought that was dope. When yeah. did you, if you don't mind me asking, when did you write that? So I uh, initially wrote that in 2020, uh, okay. while while Trump was still in office. So that's why that line, I got that feeling. Yeah. yeah, the president and his cronies too. But it it it's it's not meant to be any particular president because mm -hmm. really, you know, as as people have said, Trump is Trump is the symptom, not the cause. That um, is for sure. You know, he's causing he, a lot of shit though. Like, oh yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But, you know, we've had presidents who were, you know, completely abysmal and morally bankrupt. The first one to come to mind is Andrew Jackson and the Trail of Tears. I mean, it it, it goes back a long time. So many presidents. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you, so what does it mean to be a revolutionary power of art to you? Yes. What, is, what does that mean to you? So the revolutionary power of art means to me that like, so art has historically been the privilege of, you know, basically the upper crust. Um, and really not until like the fifties and the sixties with the beats, uh, the, the beatniks, um, did art and especially writing start to reflect and start to, um, appeal to 
working people, um, people of color, you know, basically different, a different demographic than it historically has. Um, I have to push yeah. back on that a little bit. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I think, I think writing and art has um, been made by those who feel like the world wasn't listening to them. And I feel like that's been a trend throughout history. Um, sometimes it, it becomes popular, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you find your little niche, sometimes right. you don't. But um, I think um, art has been the, the thing that those who don't really fit in to places find a place within. Yes. Um, I think that's been uh, an ongoing theme since art has been art. Yes, and and I completely agree with that. I, it, it it definitely has been a refuge for people who have been marginalized, people who have been oppressed mm -hmm. um, since yeah for for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, but my my I think what I meant was that that politically speaking, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of like transformative art and like you know art that's meant to be political. Mm -hmm. um you know first wave feminism and second wave feminism really like you know mm -hmm. uh, uh, ta you know taught people that like art can be a more more so second wave feminism than first wave feminism but but yeah the first one was uh pretty much just white women being like yeah. hey yes fuck everybody yeah. else Yes, uh, but like second wave feminism really taught people that like the personal is the political and and you know we can, use art as a vehicle for social change um yes and and so i suppose that's kind of what i mean by the revolutionary power of art because um you know like i think of like the aids quilt um that was art yeah or i, I think, remember that uh, yeah i think of like you know the banners that people you know uh act up you know made to really like put it in people's faces that like mm -hmm. we're we're dying here and you're ignoring us yeah um, for a very long time yeah very long time. um and so you know i i really i really think that art has fundamental transformative power yes yes yeah. art has saved so many people yeah so many people and you know, it just it, the power of art. I think you're right. The power of art is just unmatchable. You know, I mean, you can't really fight against an idea, right? You know, um, I think that's the beauty of of a lot of art. Who was like it who can, said? I, I I can't I can't recall exactly the 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 full quote, but. Uh, I think it, it ended by saying you you can't fight against an idea whose time has come. Yeah, it's just it just is. Yes. You know. Yes. Either ride the wave or you know get swallowed up by it. Exactly. There is no in between. Yes. Change is coming. Change is coming. Indeed. Um. So I have an awkward question for you. I ask all my guests this question, okay. and um, none of them like it. So, um. <clears throat> What parts of your talent are you most impressed by? Hmm. No one likes that question. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of hate that. <laughs> I know most people do. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it puts no, you in no, a very no, awkward no, position. In all seriousness, no. Um, I, I love that I have such an attention to detail. Um, and by that, I mean that I don't leave really any stone unturned when writing. Um, you know, I think I'm very, um, you know, going back to my first poem, I'm very careful with the words that I use because I know that words do have power um, and can uh, be helpful, but also can, can wound. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's been, um, something that I've always been mindful of. And, um, and I really, um, am very, am very detailed oriented in, in, in most things that I do, but, but in particular with my writing, which, you know, kind of explains why I'm not maybe as prolific as uh, some of my, you know, writer friends are, um, because, you know, um, I, I, I just, I, I get very, very, sometimes bogged down, to be honest with you, in, in, in the details of things. Um, and not to say that, not to say that other writers don't, but um, it, it can, it can be a, a, a good thing, but it, it can also kind of be a curse um, in, in some regards. Um, I also really like um, my use of metaphor and wordplay. Um, although Neil, if he's watching, you know, has been very helpful in uh, helping me to um, extend my metaphors maybe a little bit further than than I uh, usually do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I sometimes tend to just use a metaphor or throw it out and then um, not come back to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but when I, when I use a metaphor or, you know, use wordplay in some way, um, it, it again is, is very deliberate. Um, and, and, is the result it, it reminds me of it reminds me of an oscar wilde quote actually um in the morning I, I worked on one of my poems all morning and i took out a comma in the afternoon i put it back again <laughs> <laughs> yeah been there you're just like no it sounds fine no it doesn't yes it does no it doesn't yes it does no it doesn't yeah yeah I know that feeling. You're just like, okay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to work on this for 15 minutes. Yeah. That's it. I have to give myself like time limits. Otherwise I will like you, like obsess over things. I have to be yes. like, okay, this is the amount of time I'm allowing myself to work on this thing. And then you have to move on. Mm -hmm. Or like the complete opposite. I'm a, a little, I'm a lot ADD. So I mm. do like I'll go like wash the dishes and then like, I'll notice that there's something on the floor. So I'll go pick that up. And then I notice that like, I need to take the garbage out. So I'll go take the garbage out. And then I notice that like my pants are dirty. Oh, you know what else is dirty? All the laundry upstairs. So I go get the laundry and like, just, I had to tell myself just one thing at a time. 
Yes. Okay. You do yes. one thing at a time. Have you ever found yourself like hopping from, from thing to thing and forcing yourself to pay attention? And how do you navigate through those moments? Oh yeah, I definitely, I, I, I have struggled with wanting to move from one thing to another, especially if, you know, like often I'll get distracted um, because I want to have something come off well and, and, you know, um, phrase something well. Um, and so, or, or I'll do research about it and I'll get like very immersed in that and, and, and not really always recognize that like, okay, I've strayed on a tangent here and I'm, I'm no longer working on the thing that I was working on, no. you know, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I also, I also, uh, more so, uh, struggle with hyper fixation, um, and, and really perfectionism, um, and, and, you know, again, coming back to the detailed oriented, you know, I'll, I'll get into the nitty gritty of most anything that I'm doing. And it really sometimes uh, detracts from my progress, uh, you know, uh, and yeah, various other uh, parts of my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I, I get it. Hello, fellow ADHD person. Well, yeah, and, and it isn't, it isn't, it isn't because I'm not diagnosed with ADHD. I've gotten two tests uh, that, that have come yeah. back negative. Mm -hmm. And it's inexplicable to me because, you know, I have many, many symptoms that, <laughs> that are uh, congruous with an ADHD diagnosis. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I, yeah, I just kind of have, have resigned myself to say that I have hyperfixation tendencies and I have, um, you know, I can be very distractible. Um, and you gotta, you gotta go to the doc. Like, listen, doc, just give me the diagnosis. Come on here. Stop playing with me. I doc, have a stomach when you call him doc. <laughs> like, listen, doc, I came here for one thing. All right. You gotta go to yeah behind it. Listen, doc. Yeah. I came here for one thing and one thing only. I want my damn diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. See. Um, who have been some of your biggest influences when it comes to writing or poetry? Very good question. Um, and it's a question that that I think a lot of writers get asked all the time, all the time, and and not just writers, but but mm -hmm. artists of any of any stripe. Um. But I, I tell people, you know, I, I'm very eclectic, um, and, but um, I do consider myself kind of at some points uh, in, in, in my writing, at least kind of a neo-romantic um, and, and by that, I mean the capital R romantic um, uh, and, and that's. What, what's the difference between capital R and lowercase R romantic? So, the lowercase r has kind of been subsumed into um associations with like romantic love and affection and sentimentalism and and, and things like that 
Mm-hmm. And and capital R romanticism as a as a literary genre um, and as an artistic movement um, definitely had that you know in 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 spades, mm-hmm. um, but it was more focused with like it, it had very strong influences from uh, German Gothic literature, um, and so a lot of romantic poets like um, uh, Shelley and uh, Lord Byron, um, you know, all these very, you know, well-known, established, uh, white, um, European, um, dead poets, basically, um, are associated, yeah, are associated with, with, with the movement. Um, uh, and, but I've really, that that's that's a kind of comfort zone for me um i've i've you know returned to that sort of literature um and art um time and time again when when i've needed to um uh, you know have have a i guess a, a refresher um um and and part of it is is just you know my my education that 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 was something that i focused on uh during my undergraduate work um but um it it is it is a point of comfort for me um i also really like aestheticism Mm -hmm. um anyone who knows me knows that i quote oscar wilde on the regular (laughs) he was the original uh dandy um and so um uh i really you know have have found uh, a niche in that area as well. Um, so Oscar Wilde, Baudelaire, um, um, yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of that literature as well and art, um, has, has influenced me. Um, but as a, as a point of, you know, going back to kind of the, the revolutionary potential of art, um, I'm less interested in kind of painting a rosy picture of reality um, and more interested in, in, in my own writing, I mean, um, in like social realism, um, which I know is like a huge divergence from, <laughs> from it's basically the exact opposite of, mm-hmm. of romanticism and, and aestheticism. Um, uh, and so, you know, a lot of theater, um uh, you know uh that's been produced um that has a social realistic theme um has been influential to me um and so you know i i do take bits and pieces from various uh um artistic movements and and genres um so that's a very long answer to your <laughs> your very basic question. Oscar Wilde, I got it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, can we go into another poll? Sure, sure. That'd be great, thank you. Uh, this is actually um, uh, the last one that that I have prepared. Um, okay. Um, and it it is, um, if I do say so myself, a, a bit of a doozy. Um, okay, I like doozies. Yeah, it's not, um, it's a poem to, it's a poem to, to provoke thought. 
um, okay. and, and also a visceral emotional reaction. Um, and it was, the inspiration for it was I visited the South really for the first time um, a few years back. Uh, aside from going to like Disneyland and things, which isn't really visiting. You went to Disneyland? Or, or, or Disney World or whatever. You went to Disney World? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went to Florida for basically only that reason. Um, so it's not really visiting the South per se. You couldn't call um, me? Like. Oh, no, not recently. Not recently. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when, I, was, when, I, was, when I was like a, a teen. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I want to go to Disney World. Um, for churros yeah for true for churros yeah or like i could just you know find find a friend who i could just i churros okay i mean i'd be down and i know many people who are who are disney yeah. disney fans so mm -hmm. yeah um so i was visiting the south and i was also interested in the then uh, very contentious, but, you know, still relatively contentious debate around Confederate monuments and oh, you know, whether to, yeah, whether to uh, keep them up or tear them down and, and stomp on their, you know, old racist, you know, dead asses. Um, I don't know how I feel about that shit. I, I, yes. And me too. Um, and so this poem uh, kind of reflects, reflects that. Nice. Okay. Let's do it. A Northerner in the South. Oh, Southern live oak. With each strong arm, with all your storied quaintness, you stand as a monument to harm, to horrors countless. Your limbs are knotted with age, yet you are a persistent plight. Your arching stature like a cage in which a bird sings out of spite. Whose jeering voices so assault the senses for whom do the ghosts shriek? Why do you flay your fronds to and fro? Of what unheard of offenses would you speak? Where are your secrets stowed? Oh, Yapon Holly, your blossoms burst through winter's chill. But how did your berries get such a dark red hue? Like blood, one taste of your fruit soon makes one ill to take your lofty place, what did you do? How many scores of the switch made from your boughs? 
how many bodies bloody how many burning tears fell the sweat of a slave's brow remains in your roots you see a harrowing heritage born of a rebel yell oh chickasaw plum your germs yield succulent fruits and your branches bear a fragrant flower but your brambles are full of thorny shoots which stab wound and overpower what bitter burdens hang upon your limbs what strange fruit dangles where are the dirges and hymns what of the bodies so mangled what the survivors sour with scorn where is the martyrs crown of thorns O old south here lie your landmarks here stand your statues here just history parks to hear the rhythm and blues your hatred has defiled a palmetto's pleasure your sunken soul soiled a magnolia's magic and your crimes beyond measure cut us to the quick word word that was called the um a southerner in the south a northerner in the south a northerner in the south i'm sorry um, did you start with Old Southern, was it Live Folk or? Old Southern Live Oak, yes. Live Oak, okay. Yes, yes. sorry, I must have not enunciated that well. No, no, that's, a, that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, I like Stand as a Monument to Harm. I don't know why, but that really like stood out, like it, it stood out to me, Stand as a Monument to Harm. Like I feel like there's a lot of like, symbolism in that line. That was really cool. Um, limbs knotted to age. Knotted okay. with age, but yes. Knotted with age, sorry. Yes. Um, so arching statue like a cage. Was that a Maya Angelou? It um, was indeed. I love her so much. She's so yes. amazing. Um, Another one of my influences. Just phenomenal. Genius. Yes genius um harrowing heritage first of yeah. all that's a fucking hard thing to say yeah yeah and that was actually a last minute change it was actually a a, a different different word than than uh, before but yes yes that is, is that is i was saying it in my head i was like harrow har harrowing heritage shit that's hard yes i thought that was cool um strange fruit i mean you can't have 
you know, this kind of poem without a reference to, to Strange Fruit. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was, that was great. Survivors sour with scorn. Um, first of all, alliterations just make me happy on the inside. And this one Love was- alliterations. Right? We don't have enough of them. We just don't. No. Well, uh, advertising, advertising does it very poorly. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't do it. I, yeah, no. I, they don't, they don't, yeah. They don't count. <laughs> um, sunken soul soiled. I, that's another thing I, I said in my head a few times. I was like, wait, sunken soul soiled. Word. Um, the symbolism of that line I thought was really dope. Like just thinking about like a sunken soil. Like a, I say the word again, like a sunken soul. It's not just sunken, it's also soiled. Yes. Like that's a lot of heavy shit on one soul. So I thought the symbolism of that was was great. Um, yeah. Are you going to put that in your book? Is that one going? So uh, it will be going in a book. I will say a- that. But I, I don't know that um, because the, the, the current chat book is um, thematically kind of uh, only about kind of unrequited mm-hmm. feelings um, and, and, and very... Um, it's it's more it's not explicitly just a romantic book but but it is um very tinged toward um romantic love and and expressions of 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 such so um so it, you know thematically i don't know that that it would that would make it yeah 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 I feel but, it, but, it, but for sure it will be going in in a book and actually um I'm planning on on submitting it to to a couple of, of different journals, um, and hopefully at least one of them will <laughs> will accept it. Yes, yes. Um, so, last question before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. First of all, thank you again for being on the show. My pleasure. Um, why do you write? What is the 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 force behind you putting pen or pencil to paper or typing it up? Why do you write? Well, if you'd asked me that question, as I said, you know, five, six, seven years ago, I would have said to process grief and and uh, to to kind of process my emotions, and to to an extent that is still true. Um, but if you if you ask me now, which you are, because we are talking now, uh, <laughs> um, I would say just for for the sake of it, for for art. For art's sake, um, uh, you know, as I said, you know, I've, I've been very influenced by the doctrine of aestheticism, which was and and is art for art's sake. Um, you know, no no other real reason than that, um, aside from perhaps uh, you know the the real uh, revolutionary uh, power of it and, and the transformative power of it, and and not even and not even necessarily. In, in publishing, because you know I've I've not had much published yet, um, but the transformative power of it, also in just putting it on the page or putting it on any you know media that you're that you're working with, mm-hmm. um, creativity is is it has value in and of itself, mm-hmm. um, and so. And and you can you know uh, influence people um, 
you know, even even if you haven't had any any work formally published. Um, mm -hmm. So um, yeah, those those would be kind of the the main reasons why why I write. Yeah. Oh, all right, guys. Um, you can follow John Hanwright on all of his socials. Could you give people your socials and where they can find you? I. I have uh, a Facebook, um, and it's just John Hanwright. Uh, it's it's my personal Facebook. I will be at one at some point soon uh, creating a, an author page, um, uh, and that will probably also be be John Hanwright. But as of right now, basically Facebook is is my primary social media. Um, yes. I feel you. All right, folks. Uh, make sure you support um, all of his upcoming uh advent adventures <laughs> all of his upcoming uh work because it is hard to be a poet okay we do not get paid a lot of money so please support if, if any at all <laughs> if any at all we, we have to love it it's the only way we can continue to do it so please support um local poets um yeah that's it for us this week um thank you again john for being on the show thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and an honor at same. Absolutely same. All right, guys. Remember, hurt people hurt people, so keep an eye on your pain. Stay safe. Godspeed. And we might see you next week. We'll talk all about it on the page. Make sure you check out the Uncork Poetry Podcast Facebook page for further updates. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Um, uh, stay. Oh, my God. Be safe.